This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. back how the devil are we all welcome along well it's nice that it's off season because we're just doing just as many shows as when it was uh, <laughs> the full season um yeah, number five we've finally reached the final part of the 21 22 season review and if you are not if you could please nip over to youtube watch us on youtube do what it says there which is subscribe Press the old uh, likes button. That really does help the channel and uh, the way YouTube uh, um, sorts us out. 
and also press the notification because oh uh, hold, hold your cushions ladies you might just get a little bit turned on by this coming soon to a youtube channel near you <laughs> I can't say for you, but it turns me on. <laughs> we're seven o'clock tomorrow. We have got a premiere uh, of the of my interview with Mark Halsey, uh, ex Premier League referee. He, he great guy, great guy. He um, doesn't hold back. Let me just say that he doesn't hold back at all. Um, but it's not on Facebook. It's not on Twitter. It is only on. Um, YouTube, 7 o'clock, so please subscribe and click that notification bell and you won't watch it. Like I say, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so very much. And if you are listening to this on Catch Up on your favourite podcast platform, I thank you for that as well. And here's where you can find it. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. And it cost us a fortune to get those models in. So, you know, you can't make any donations. They are gratefully received. And I know what you're saying. Quit, you've got Dan on. And you two, you don't need any models. But, you know, trying to trying to be fine and fair and, you know, don't want to sort of hog the limelight too much. But uh, good evening to talk. How the devil are you, sir? Thank you for popping in, if you are still here. Um I always say it, the details are in the description below. Football versus cancer, that's Talk's channel. It is not just MU, Man United. It's all all football-related um, content and a good cause, the football versus cancer. We are not going to let it win. Uh, Helen, good evening. How the devil are you? Um, and I should say, sorry, do get over both on Twitter and on uh, YouTube uh, for football versus cancer um, and give him a follow. Helen, Yes, say welcome along. Rene, good evening. How are you? Helen and Rene are just having a little chat uh, with each other. Um, I have got here. Oh, it's jumped. It is jumped. It is jumped. Richard, good evening, sir. How are you? Um, as always, I give you my sympathy because if I had to put up with Jake, I'd need it as well. So welcome along, Richard. Uh, oh, the missus is in. The missus is in, Dan. Kate, good evening. How are you? Hope everything is all right at your end. I said up your end then. Hope everything is all right at your end. Um, Anthony, good evening. Our latest addition to the... I'm sorry, Dan. I just nearly came out. Uh, but apparently that's what you say all the time to her. Um, how are you? Welcome along, mate. The latest addition to the Leicester Till I Die team. Thank you very much. Um... Ah, Terry, good evening. Uh, hi, Chris. Just popped in to see what's going on. Oh, you you wouldn't you wouldn't want to know. If I told you, you wouldn't believe me. Um, and they're all then talking about um, transfers and saying hello. Oh, Helen. Well, what can I say? Nice shirt there. Do you know what? I've I'm torn now, right? Give me your advice now. Give me your advice if you're in the chat. We'll, we'll do the get the serious stuff out of the way. Leicester have just released a new shirt. They're doing all the retro ones. So it's not the new one yet. It's a new retro one. 40 quid. 
Or there is one that I really, really loved from years ago. It was the second shirt, yellow and blue. Loved it. It was the year we got relegated, but despite that, I absolutely loved it. And it's like, oh, and that's that's 30 quid. That's 30 quid on one of the sides. What do I get? What do I get? Or do I just hang on for the new one and get a new shirt, which we know is going to be blue in some form or another? Decisions, decisions, decisions. This isn't... <laughs> nice, nice shirt, Chris. It looks like the Arsenal 04 season. I don't remember that season, mate. I, can't, I honestly can't say that I know enough about Arsenal to say what they were wearing at that time. Um, I, I wish my memory was that good. Um, apparently, though, they used to wear two twos. Is that right? Because whenever they played Charleston Athletic, they used to wear them. Two two Charleston. I've got to give myself one of these, haven't I? <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway, one decision that is very, very easy to make is my guest this evening. Dan, he's gone down. <laughs> nice one, Kate. He's gone down. <laughs> <laughs> like a fart in a spacesuit, he's still with us. Dan, all right, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on. How are you? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm looking forward to getting back into the swing of things. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying to make myself sound like a neutral, but you know, since since we've since we've had an affiliation with each other, I've been keeping my eye on Leicester. So, what can yeah. I say? Well, you know, I, I I have a soft spot for Burnley as well. I'm I'm a bit worried about how many of your squad are going to be left. Um, but well, you looking what, at it, looking at it, there's only going to be about fourteen, and three of them are out for a couple of months. So that's going to be interesting. You couldn't even make of the five-a-side league, could you? No, no. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I want. What, we're going to start with this because normally we do it at the end, and we are going to be having a look at say at our season, and we were going to end. But let's start with it, and that's transfers, because news is coming out, and you you broke the news to me that uh, Tarkovsky might be might well be looking like he's going to um, Everton. Yeah, strange one, because um, for somebody who wants to progress in their career. I understand we've been relegated, but in terms of where our teams finished last season, it's a bit of a sideways step. Um, mm. Everton haven't really been ripping it up in the Premier League. They've struggled. They've thrown money at it. The derby of the Premier League, as I've been calling them for, for months. Mm. Um, and, yeah, they've... You know, I, I can understand if he was... Uh, I can understand if he'd gone to. It's hard know, to keep a straight face. It is. It is. It? I, I can understand if he'd have gone to somewhere like West Ham or yourselves, yourselves, oh, Leicester, there. or or even um, or even Newcastle because they're trying to yeah. build. Um, and apparently, the reason he's going there is for financial reasons. So, a bit of a strange one when you look at the spending power that Newcastle have, uh, and. Everything else, it's a bit. It's really open, open my eyes to the fact that does he really want to get back into the England squad? Because I'm not being funny. If if you're if you if you're doing shouting in Everton colours next season, you're not going to be anywhere near it. At least if you're in a squad that is trying to fight for something. I mean, you know, but, hey, Paul, hey, Paul, I, it's I'm his career. Good, we all make mistakes. I don't. We all. I've made. I've made, well, I'm going to say I've made four because I've got four kids. I've not had three because two of them are twins. <laughs> love, <laughs> love you, kids, if you're watching. Love you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Tarkovsky. I would love, I would have loved him to come here. We've been sniffing after him for about five or six windows now, and it's always been too expensive. And now that it was on a free, I thought, 
well, yeah. you know, we should go for a good evening, Spencer. How are you? As used there. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to jump on this. I was just I was looking at Helen and I thought, yeah, I know you're a Liverpool fan, Helen, but what are you smoking? Then I realized it's financial fair play is going to pot. I thought, I thought you were going to. Yeah, anyway, let's leave it there, maybe. <laughs> As Spencer says, Tarkovsky is 100,000 a week, apparently. Yes, he is, uh, but we've got no... Um, our top players are on that, as well, anyway, but we've got no transfer fee to pay. So, it, you know, you always get a little bit more. We'll see. The thing I, is, I, I, transfers I, I, as well, Chris, it's a, it's a safe risk. It's a safe bet. Because if it doesn't work, if it, if it doesn't work, you can almost you can always sell him on a mate profit because he's cost you nothing anyway. Mm. So free exactly. transfers are always a safe bet. But yeah, um, I'm gutted that he's going to someone like Everton because yeah. we saw it with Michael Keane when Michael Keane left Burnley to join Everton. It, his his career stagnated. He's not really gone on to make himself an England starting eleven player. In fact, he he doesn't even get a call up himself now. So I don't yeah. know what Tarky's thoughts pro, thought process is. As you said to me earlier, it's probably the fact that he gets to stay in the north, up north. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll just see what happens and take it from there. But I, I'd have preferred it if he'd have come, gone to someone, as I say, at Leicester, West Ham or Newcastle. He's got to think of himself. He's got to think of his money. I know, I do believe I read somewhere that being in the north was very, very important to him. But look, look you know, so I read somewhere he's still on holiday, so he's not going to decide to yeah. sign anything till he gets back. You know, it's had a medical. It's silly season. It's silly season. You know, like you say, yeah. if you believed every story you read, you know, we've been linked with Cornet as well, and and uh, um, every everybody. We've, oh, we're not we're B's not... and C, B's and C teams with all the transfer rumours that we've had. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it, but there we go. That, that's that's why we love football, isn't it? it we're going to have it we're going to have. That, about six weeks of this, um, but uh, but transfers anyway, just... to us football fans—they're like Kinder eggs to kids. Say that again, sorry. So foot, football transfers to football yeah. fans are like Kinder eggs to kids. You don't know what <laughs> surprises are around the corner. You don't know what you're going to get. This is true. This is true. But whatever it is, you usually have to lick it out. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you've come on as a neutral here, and thank you very much. Yeah. And you, you can't blame anybody other than yourself because it was your idea. But, <laughs> <laughs> you may be regretting that now. But it's, it's, it's always interesting, and I am always interested, on finding other people's opinion on our club. And I don't mean a sort of, you know, well, you're shit and you deserve or whatever. I mean a sensible opinion, which obviously you're you're able to do, you know, and uh, and look at uh, what's involved. A lot of Leicester fans were moaning, and I started off right at the start of the season because we didn't have a good start. Said, God, we should be beating these teams. And I sounded a little bit like an Arsenal fan, you know. <laughs> we should be because we're Leicester, and because we've got two fifth place finishes we should be beating these teams we had a great start with the community shield winners yeah um stroke english super cup we got into <laughs> eighth position which was one off europe um we were european conference league semi-finalists losing by the one goal to the eventual winners i was watching the show and i can't remember it might have been um it might have been dogs the other night and they were saying that we're going through the teams and reviewing the season. And I think Leicester had a bad season, but we finished eighth. West Ham had had a good season, but they finished seventh. 
you know, I, I just yeah. overall you'd have been happy with that season, wouldn't you? You look at it and you've got to think, um, has Brendan Rogers made an overachievement feel like the norm at King at the King Power? Um so obviously when you do have this sort of down to earth normal season, you've got mm. to sort of fight to um avoid that comparative failure in a sense. Yeah. Um you've got to sort of look at it, open the eyes a bit more. As I say, you've you've come to expect recent successors to start becoming more frequent. Um and you get that in certain fan bases. I'm not saying you in particular, but every 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 fan base of every club has that set of fans that think, well, well, if it's been done once, we can do it again. Mm. You know, but we've had it. We had it at Burnley with uh, we got to Europe with that squad. How have we got relegated? Why aren't we trying to fight for it again? But then yeah. we've seen we've seen with your squad, you've won the league. But why haven't you won the league again? You know, it's it's tit for tat, and obviously. It's just been a strange one. As I say, it started off really, really well. 1-0 win over Manchester City in the Community Shield. Um, looked like it was going to be... Just talking about that, I mean, sometimes you, you look at you look at things on paper and football's easy on paper, isn't it? You know, we look at that and A should beat B, C should beat F and, and then we look at the Big Victory League and see sort of what little we do actually know. But, yeah, obviously I was, I was there for that game and it was a penalty... In the 89th minute, um, and they had got up until about the 70th minute, they had got most of their youngsters out and only brought the big guns on at the end, including Grealish for his first start. And you're thinking, well, hang on, if it was if it was that such a good win, and a win is a win, don't get me wrong, the, the Manchester City we were playing were not the Manchester City that would go on to win the league. No, no, it's so it's, it's a good uh, so, start, but I think we have to take it in, you know, in perspective as to to the teams, etc. Yeah, I mean, it's great because obviously when you won that Community Shield, it was exactly fifty years since the day that you'd won it previous. Um, so you know, it's nice to have that two-time Community Shield winners or English Super Somebody, Cup. Somebody's been doing their homework, haven't they? I have, I have <laughs> indeed. Um, but yeah, it's. You know, it, it's a it's a great start because it build, it builds momentum going into the season. Yeah. Um, obviously, d- during the Community Shield, you know, there's been a couple. There was a couple of knocks, shall we say, in pre-season friendlies to a big, yeah. a big hitting centre back, which was uncalled for. Um, but but yeah, I'm sure we'll get into the injuries at some point. But yeah, it, it started off well, and as we see, things can change in a season, and uh, whether it's injuries. Or whether it's just bad patches of form, but I look at this and think eighth position, one spot off Europe. The way you've gone, being semi-finalists of a European tournament as well, I'd say that's a, that's a relative success. Yes. For a normal season. Yeah. Especially after the last couple of years of overachievement. Oh, indeed. You know, people people are saying like, oh, you bottled top four, you bottled top four, two seasons running. No, we didn't bottle top four. We overachieved to get fifth, when you think, because, you know, you look back at this season, that top six are the big, mm. what we call the big six. So to yeah. get into that, and it's very interesting because not this Friday, but next Friday on the debate show, we actually, the debate is, is the top six, should that be expanded? And we now be thinking of a top eight, nine, ten or whatever. But, you know, you, we need 
we need th those sort of teams to drop out, if you like, to, to come back. And this year, Arsenal have turned it round. Spurs have, have turned it round. You know, Man United somehow managed to finish sixth. And I know um, Maisie, the Man United fan, is sort of saying, you know, she can't believe how they finished sixth with the season they had. But, you know, they did. As Andrew says here, you know, the Community Shield, it's a trophy when you win it, but it's the Mickey Mouse Cup when you don't. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, it is the, it is the English Super Cup, but had we lost it, it would have been a meaningless pre-season friendly. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I think when you look at the season we've had, and we were very yeah. rarely were we, were we in the top half, and towards the end, we'd got knocked out of Europe, we weren't going down, and those sort of hints of... Um, off Brendan that he might be going to play some of the kids. Um, but he didn't. He went with strong teams. We had a, what we had, I'd, I'd like to say, was the old Leicester back. You know, we beat Norwich by four goals, five past Watford, I think it was. Drew with Chelsea. These were these were results that we weren't getting at the start of the season. And I think he looked yeah. at it and I think he thought, I want to get as high as we can here. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 you know, like you say, I would have grabbed your hands off for that at the start of the season. Oh, massively, massively. As you say, you've had to juggle European competition with the domestic fixtures, you know, um, amongst uh, an injury-hit season. If anything, eighth position is an absolute, you know, it's an absolute dream, con co you know, compared with everything that's gone on. Well, you mentioned injuries, and I... I found myself hating myself, and I did say I was beginning to sound like an Arsenal fan before with the, well, we're Leicester, we should be fifth sort of attitude. Um, but I didn't want to turn into a, sorry about this, Helen, but I didn't want to turn into like a Liverpool Man United fan saying, oh, we've lost one player, that's our season over, blah, 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 and blame it on the injuries. And in fairness, in fairness to Brendan, he really didn't. No. Um, you know, and... Uh, Anthony says the Community Shield is not a cup. Uh, well, it's a, it's a trophy. It is a trophy, Anthony. Now, I know I know an Arsenal fan, you particularly struggle to remember what one of those is. But, yeah, that does, <laughs> it is a trophy. But, yeah, no, you look at that, you know, I think it was actually end up as over 30 players injured at some point this season. Nine yeah. of those defensive-minded players. I mean, <laughs> with all that, and when we bought we bought Vestergaard in, and I was actually we were talking beforehand. I was talking to uh, a, a lady who plays for Leicester Ladies Leicester Women's B team, and she was saying, you know, is she the only one that thought sort of Vestergaard had had a bad press? And yeah, I said, you know, when he came in, he wasn't expected to play that many games. No, he no, was playing with a different partner virtually every other week. He was playing in a different formation because of the injuries every other week. And you know, and he was therefore having to play out of position and not play to his normal. You know, I don't know if you say, well, these are professional players; they should be able to play in any any position. But you know, at your own jobs, you know, when you're at work, you know, if you just move desks for the day, you're confused. Nothing's where it should be. You know, <laughs> and I got feeling, you know, if you if you um. I just think if you if you'd had some of the big teams with those sort of injuries, you'd have heard a lot more about it. Oh, massively. I mean, we've seen a lot this season from Klopp, you know, whinging that, oh, why is it that we're, we're being penalised? We've got players out. These these other teams like ourselves, Burnley and Leicester, etc., have had games called off. And, 
But uh, we get, and it's like, hold on a minute, COVID's completely different to injuries, mate. Calm down. But we do get some, you do get some, win, you know, whingy managers. Brendan has had to deal with, well, let's call it as it is, a, a pretty shit hand, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's had to basically use constant rotation um, that's probably hampered, you know, the, the, the results this season because of that because he's got to make sure that everybody keeps fit. Um, and, you know, he had little choice to do it. Uh, he's got to react to that workload. I, I, I pulled something out earlier. Ryan Bertrand, no, Wedgie Fafana. <laughs> was, that, was that before Kate got home? Or <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> Ryan Bertrand, Wesley Fafana, uh, Ricardo Pereira, Johnny Evans, Jamie Vardy and Wilfred Undide, they all... Basically, names that you'd have said would be part of Leicester's best eleven, but just yeah. those six players were limited to to seventy five league starts between them, oh, which, yeah. which you know, it says a lot. I mean, the Fafana injury that that was just uncalled for in a pre season friendly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and he's such a big miss because he's a cracking little player, and yeah. so you've got that. Um, it makes you beg the question. Obviously, you you upgraded the training facilities. Not all that got uh, a massive overhaul and a new look. And um, yeah, it's just you know what what's going on there. What what yeah. what's happening for all these injuries to occur? Um, Helen's Helen's got to go. It's dinner time. What you what you having, Helen? Why aren't you sending some to us? Uh, and and who of course is Brendan's biggest fan uh, has said Brendan's squad management was about as useful as TV Wonder in an eye test Um, I mean there's a lot of things like I say when I was obviously this is the the, the fifth one of these I've done about the season and I've I've spoken to ex-players Jerry Taggart who we did the first one with who was also commentates for for radio uh, for the club and a lot of the time we spoke to a journalist, Rob Tanner, from The Athletic. We had an other fan on, uh, Craig. And last time we had sort of the BBC Radio Leicester guy on, um, Owen. And it's funny, over all the things, the one thing that came out, which was two or three people said, and that's the ex-player, the journalist, uh, and Owen, was that they have a red zone, apparently, players. And when you get to that red zone, apparently it's a case of, you could get, you know, you 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 carry almost carrying an injury if you like. Mm. What you would normally do with the red zone is, once a player gets into that, you drop him, give him a chance to recover, and bring another player in. Yeah. The problem is we had players like Soyuncu that was into the red zone, but we couldn't afford to drop him because we had no other bugger to bring in <laughs> to play. And you know, a lot of the players were having to play with injuries. That in a normal season, you'd say, now, you know, you're going to have a couple of weeks off and we're going to bring a Marty in or we're going to whatever. But, you know, like you say, Fafana, Evans, Vestergaard was injured, Bertrand was injured, so many players yeah. injured. Um, and, you know, it's amazing what you learn, really. And it's it's been a difficult season. And I just wonder, and I said before, I said, you know, how many other clubs would have managed to survive on that and not come out bleating to the press, oh, well, they've got all these injuries, etc. None. No. It, it, it's... None at all. Yeah. And and the thing as well is some of our key players, Vardy, um, I mean, that one we were just talking defensive, but, you know, Vardy, he's now in his in his mid-30s. 
So he, it's not that he's getting injured more often, but when he is getting injured, it's taking him longer well, to recover. You know, I mean, if I cut my finger now, it takes about two weeks for it to heal yeah. or whatever. But when yeah. I was sort of, you know, 19, it, it was done in a couple of days, you know. It, it, so, and the same with Johnny Evans as well, um, which is why I'm disappointed, you know, if Darkoski doesn't come. But, yeah, I think, um, again, when you take all that into – I mean, high sight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. at the time um, – uh, you know, you, you don't appreciate it, but looking back, Andrew says here the question is, how are so many players getting injured? Well, yeah, I mean, just I think yeah. I basically just said that, Andrew. A lot of them were on the cusp of being injured because because well, it was a vicious circle because you got your squad and you got so many injuries, plus COVID. Let's not forget, you got the COVID, yeah, yeah, of course, COVID. So the players that you've got are asking, or you're asking them to play more games. And because you're asking them to play more games, they're getting sort of little knocks and little injuries. And like I say, they're getting into that red zone that would normally mean mean they were dropped. Um, and of course, we couldn't drop it because we, <laughs> we haven't got any more plays to come back in. But uh, but time time will tell. Let's hopefully we won't be as bad this season. But um, I think on the next point, we're going to share share a bit of pain here. I think because neither of us had a particularly good. FA Cup run. Um, we, we never did under Dash. Never. <laughs> Cups, and, Cups and Sean Dash were two things that never went hand in hand. <laughs> but again, we've won the damn thing last season. And I'm not bothered yeah. about the League Cup. Like, we won it, I would be, obviously. But, you know, but the FA Cup, we'd won it last season. Let's go and give it a good, you know, you know good defence of it. We beat Watford 4-1. And as you can see there, there's a lot of sort of second string and youth players that ended up on the pitch at the end of the game. And we still beat a Premier League team 4-1. Uh, got Forest in the next round. And it hurt because it was a a, a, a local team, a local rivalry. And we yeah. got them twice next season. And we got we got knocked out. Um, it, it, it hurts more when it's a local rival, doesn't it? Yeah. Always. Um, I, I remember, I think it was early 2000s, maybe. Um, I'd never, obviously, I'd never seen Burnley Blackburn playing against each other. And then we drew them in the cup. Uh, it was televised by BBC One, on BBC One, I think. And I lived not far from the stadium. Um, so the coach of, with the fans had, after, had passed my house. So mm. I'd literally be up you know, on the front street, give, you know, giving it what I can as a, as a kid. Um, having grown men firing uh, shit at you, I learnt from a young age. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's things like those sort of things that should really sack you up for games. And mm. you'd have thought for Leicester, as I say, you only have to look back at the, the squad that played in that 4-1 against Watford, that there's got to be some players in there that have got, you know, that are from Leicester maybe. You know, yeah. you, you, you know there's got to be some of that homegrown that, you know, you always like somebody who's homegrown in the squad, especially when it comes to these rivalries, because they, they understand it, they know the passion behind it. That sometimes it's them giving the team talk and not the manager. Um, I mean, winning the FA Cup, Chris. Uh, you know, you, as I said to you earlier, you've become one of the best cup teams in the country in recent years. Mm, yeah. Five quarter-final exits, two semi-final exits, and an FA Cup win in the last five seasons. So you've beaten everyone, but Liverpool, City, and Chelsea. In, in that sense. Yeah. So 
you've got to look, you know, I'm hoping that there's Leicester fans out there listening to this thinking that it's not that bad. It's not that mm. bad. You know, it, it's a blip, but not a blip that we should be pissed off and sat there going, oh, like, is it going to get worse for me here or what? I, I think people just need to, you know, wake up, smell the coffee and realise yeah. that, you know, eighth position was good. But yeah, you, you, you've done remarkable in cup competitions. Can't fault you. I think um, it's almost like the glass half empty, glass half full syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and and I kind of said sort of during the uh, season as it went on and went on that well, yeah, this maybe isn't going to be our season, and maybe we have to sort of maybe it's a reality check, you know. I just went up there saying like, hey, getting a big big fee boots, Lester, just get back down a little bit, you know. Yeah, um, yeah we, we, we I think we got the eleventh most expensive squads, and we still finished eighth, so that that that's good. The thing that got me is you, you made a, a really good point there, Dan, about the youngsters and knowing what it would mean. Luke Thomas, Kieran Dewsbury Hall, they would Vardy, they would they know what derbies are about. But yeah. you then got to think, well, hang on, some of the biggest derbies in the world are not not um, English. You know, you got the you got the the, the, the Scottish one, you've got the Italian, the you know um, Milan derby. I mean, there's some big derbies out there. So even these players that are coming over from another country should appreciate what, you know. And maybe that was a bit of a wake-up call, because I know Brendan wasn't happy afterwards. And, you know, maybe some players, a lot of players didn't turn up, but maybe some of them in their mind thought, "Yeah, we're playing Forest from the league below us. Mm, it's, it's tough, because I, I understand what you're saying with the, you know, the principle that, you know, you look at the Milan derby, it's, you know, there's flares, it's a, the stadium looks like it's bouncing. Um, yeah, but we've got we've got so many different versions of derbies now, you know, where we've got, it's just fan derbies. We've got the friendly derby between Liverpool and Everton. You've got, you know, um, the Milan derbies. It, it's, it's mostly the fans that are going apeshit at each other. Yeah. Um, you know, Celtic Rangers is due, due to religious views. It's um, for for me English football rivalries mean more because it's a passion of this is a team that's literally, you know, the next town away from you or not far, you know, not far from your neck of the woods. Mm. So it's almost like right, that's our rival. We hate them, you know. I, every time I see a sign that says Ewood Park, whether I'm in the car, on foot, whatever, I flick V's. I'll you know, yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a full fist wave. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's. I, I just, I just think the rivalries that 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 game for me was an absolute shocker. And if anything, that should have been the wake up call that Leicester needed. Yeah, I think we were probably just in one of those sort of you know we were in quicksand for yeah. the season, and I think we'd got that far that. We were never going to get out, you know. I mean, had we had we beat Dob uh, Forest, we'd have probably lost in the next round. Sort of anyway, the way the season was going. Um, uh, <laughs> Nippon, good evening. How the devil are you? Uh, every time I'm outside the Emirates, I I rarely ever fail to give up some profanities. I get that, <laughs> Nippon. I do get that, mate. <laughs> uh, uh, talking of the Emirates, Anthony says, Chris is the score for this. Is the score for the season in the league versus Forest? I'm not <laughs> sure. Do you understand? I don't get that. 
don't yeah, get that. Yeah, basically saying is that Forest 4-1 the result that it'll be in the oh. league this season? Ugh. Hey, if, if it is, then a certain person who I am backing at the moment may well... I may well change my mind about him. Anthony said here, uh, sorry, not Anthony, Ant said here, and it's a very good point, 20 set-piece goals conceded completely unaddressed. Now, you know, it, it, and again, I've said, that, that, you know, this is the fifth one I've done of these and I've got different views on it. And I, and I always go back, and funnily enough, I think it was Rob Tanner also picked up on it, where it was it was a game, and I can't remember who we were playing, I think it might have been the West Ham game. And we got a corner and they said, that's as good as a, a goal for the opposition against Leicester. And he hadn't finished saying that sentence and the ball was in the back of the net. Um, yeah. and, and he's tried different things, um, has Brendan this year. He started with zonal. That wasn't working. He's, he, he then tried man marking. He's tried a bit of mix of it both. The problem is, again, and I didn't really appreciate this at the time, but again, it's the players that he had to pick from. Yeah, and yeah, you, you can't to... expect two centre backs to gel when they're at, when when there's constant rotation. No, and no, you've no. got you, you've got a mix of uh, young and old, you know, and you're still trying to understand that person's game. Is he going to peel? Is he going to peel off? Or is he going to be one of them defenders that stays there, stays back, and will cover your ass if you go wandering? You know, yeah. but you've you've got to try and work that out. You've got to try and have that, you know, conversation with your fellow centre back. And I'm not just saying blaming the centre backs here. There's, you know, the right back, the left backs, everyone in that defensive unit is to blame. I mean, the set piece thing this season is absolutely shocking. Yeah. Uh, the conceding yeah. from corners, it, you may you may as well have just give him a penalty. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it was that it, it was that bad. It was yes. that bad. Um, you're usually, well, apart from last season and probably the season before, you were very, very good defensively from set pieces. You were, you were, you know, knocking them out the park left, right and centre. You were clearing them. Um, nobody could get above, you know, the defence. And now, as you said, the constant chop and change is probably what cost it in the, is probably what cost mm. the thing in the end. Um you know, I'm not just going to lay blame at the defence as well. I mean, Casper's probably been well, called in for a couple of questions as well. It's funny you say that because Andrew's just um, uh, put up here and it, it was something I was going to say. So great minds, Andrew, um, as he tried a goalkeeper who will leave his goal line. Um, I suppose every Good goalkeeper point. has has the way that he plays. Um, and Casper isn't one that comes off his goal line. Now, you could, you know say that it's maybe been highlighted more this season because of the, the defensive problems in front of him. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Schmeichel. There's a lot of rumours going around about Schmeichel. We've got Ward. Um, we, we've been linked with goalkeepers, and God knows why. We've got like a squad of them. <laughs> we've got we've got Everson. I think Jabokovic from Hull that we bought that's played about one game in 10 seasons is about, I think he's on his last uh, last. Well, he signed an extension, was it, last season? So, you know, it's due to come out. But we've got Everson, who's been out on loan again, great thing. So, I love Schmeichel to bit. Do not get me wrong. But if he, if he is going to go, I wouldn't be sorry. I've got to be honest with you. No, I, again, I know it's sort of bring it, bringing Burnley back into the fray, but we saw it when you said about goalkeepers that stand on the line. 
you know, when we had Nick Pope and Tom Eaton out injured, you know, we signed we signed Joe Hart for three and a half million, another keeper that did not come off his line, and it bit us in the arse left, right, and centre because our defence didn't know what to do. If you've got a commanding goalkeeper who comes off his line, will shout keepers, lets you know where he's going to be. Yeah, that's brilliant. Your defence feels much more relaxed because they feel like we've not got the job of saving your arse as well as saving our own arse as well. Mm. Um, you know, Burnley, as soon as as soon as Heaton were back, we brought him in against West Ham, changed our season. We stayed up and we went on, won the game, we went on a run of results. So sometimes the, the blame can lie firmly at the goalkeeper. Um See, this is but, why, and you know, I don't you know, know. It's, well it's a tough one. You know, but you know me well enough to my thoughts on goalkeepers as captains. Is yeah. you know, he, he's he's a leader, Casper. Do not get me wrong. And if he was an outfield player, I would want him as our you know um, our captain one hundred percent. But if he's having to worry about things further up the other end of the pitch, no, he should be concentrating on just you know as a goalkeeper on just his you know area if you like you know his penalty box and i know a lot of people say well you know there's been some good you know captains in the past dino's off to italy etc and yeah but i i just think a goalkeeper shouldn't have to worry about the rest of the pitch he should just have to worry about his job and and, and i say yeah. that penalty box yeah um again it's a strange one we had tom eaton as a captain but he were a phenomenal you know mm. he, he, he commanded the area I think it depends on what you're working on. If he's if he's sole focus is, you know, the manager says, right, let the attackers do what they need to do. I need you to be that commanding voice at the back so that when we do lose possession and it's coming back, you don't need to talk about the two tips up top. You need to talk about, you know, what's what's happening when, you know, when it's coming towards you. Yeah. As soon as that ball starts coming towards you, that's when you need to start start talking. Command your defence. There's a player out there. He's not being marked. Do this. Do that. Um, it, it, it's a it's a strange one. I mean, a, a captain should know what they're doing. They should have everything about them to, you know, um, see the job over the line and tell these players where they need to be. But then yet again, these players should know where they need to be because they are seasoned pros. They're professionals. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I thought you would. I was waiting for it when he said about an abundance of keepers. I yeah. thought, oh, yeah, Schmeichel goes, Nick Pope yeah. comes in. Yeah. <laughs> if he, if Schmeichel goes and Ward isn't given that position, he'll be off. And I, I would give Ward the job. Every, every, every. We had, and I've said this before this season, a few years ago, and you youngsters won't remember this, but we had two goalkeepers, Gordon Banks, who was a World Cup winner, Mm. And Peter Shilton, who at that point was a youngster coming through, and Peter Shilton went to the board and went, "Look, uh, you know, I, I want to play. I want to play regularly, and I know my time behind Gordon is going to be limited. Obviously, he's a bloody World Cup winner, you know. Um, <laughs> can I can I go, please?" And they actually made the decision to let Gordon Banks go. And we know, you know, Peter Peter Shilton went on to be just as good. Apart from those, he didn't win, win a World Cup. Um, Doug says, "Good evening, Doug. How the devil are you, sir?" Cashman uh, Mike is making too many mistakes now. Needing well, sometimes it does get a bit stale. I'm playing out from the back. It's this style, and you know, 
when 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 one of your defenders so untrue is the guy that's got the highest pass completion of your whole team <laughs> as someone who said he gets two because he kicks it out and receives it back you know uh, i don't like this playing out from the back no no i mean it's, it's i don't understand why people do it because to be honest um yeah cheers anthony um <laughs> The only problem is you'd, you'd have me trying to touch your balls. That's the only problem. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, hang on. <laughs> this is taking a strange turn all of a sudden. I think on I that just, note... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Ball anyway, boy. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from ball <laughs> boy, I think. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got a few more things to, to look at, but, yeah, I think for the ladies, I think we should just hear it one more time, don't you? Coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. He is. He is coming soon. Mark Mark Halsey, ex-Premier League referee. And what a sexy voice that was, Dan. Uh, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know where you find him. Do you what? First, I heard. I played that. I heard that. I had to. I had to control myself. You've got myself. models in the intros. You've got models. You've got this. You. You basically got the. Uh, the oh, millennial sexiest voice on the planet. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you got the millennial Barry White voice over there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a thought there's a thought but yeah seven o'clock tomorrow guys um in the premiere on youtube only not on facebook or twitter uh get over there the links in the facebook and twitter groups uh seven o'clock it's going to be premiered uh, my interview with mark halsey uh the var bit got very interesting i've got to be honest with you I can't believe I actually suggested that he had a, he had a, a picture of uh, Alex Ferguson in the photo frame on his bedside cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> he, he took it thankfully in good stead because he's a big bloke. Um, Europe, love to get your thoughts on this, Dan, because I'm not a lover of teams that fail in one competition and then get rewarded by dropping into the competition below. Uh, as in Man United when they got failed at the Champions League and they nearly won the Europa League. Um, Villarreal blast them, beat them. But we were in there with not a lot we could do. Was this a failure because we dropped out the Europa League or was it a, a you know a good run because we got first semi-final? It's a, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. My stance is exactly the same as yours. I think if you qualify for a certain tournament, it should be that tournament only. If you don't qualify through the groups, that's it. It's over with. Deal with it. That way, when the other tournaments are there to be, you know, to qualify by other teams. You know, mm. Other teams get a little sniff at a European tournament. Although we're not going to see much of that anymore because apparently it's all going off history in tournaments. So... Too much, too much dicking around with football at the moment, and it's uh, it's annoying. But to be honest, as it's still here, you know, third in the group, it wasn't, um, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I want to say yeah. you did bad in, in in the Europa League, to be fair. But you you went down to the Conference League, and I honestly thought you was going to go on and win it. When it when you came up against Roma, I thought, hey, if they can hold their own here. 
they've got a very good chance, and especially against a team like Rangers or whoever it would have been. You know, I, I thought Le- Leicester will have the guile to go on and win it, and it could spur them on to wait to pretty much where you finish now. But you still did do that, which is why I still personally think that even with that in the background, sort of, you know, derailing your thoughts on the domestic fixtures. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, I th- in fact, I'll go back to what you said during the season. You know, you you fart tooth and nail in them conference league games and then you're knackered for the Premier League game. So, finishing eighth on the back of that, poof, yeah. ah, I'd I mean, snap yeah. your hand off, your mate's hand off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people poo pooed the Conference League. You know, he had Arsenal fans, sorry, Anthony, but he had Arsenal fans that we're Arsenal, we're not, we don't want the challenge. So they're not being Europe, they're being the Conference League and all this sort of thing. Um, and yet there were some big names in there. You know, if you look at the quarterfinals, and I wanted Roma over Blood Glimp because, you know, if it, Blood yeah. Glimp put six past Roma a couple of times at their ground because it's a plastic pitch. It's, it's above the north, the Arctic Circle. It's bloody freezing. I've been there. Um, I don't know which balls you'd be playing with because they'll be dropping off all over the pitch. Um, <laughs> and But when you when you get to those quarterfinals, there was, say, apart from Glimp and including ourselves, there were seven teams that within the last 10 seasons had been in the, conf- um, the Champions League. And look at yeah. look at Mourinho crying after it, a manager of his statue, you know, taking it that seriously. I don't think it was the the sort of clown league that everybody was making it out to be. It's not. It's not. I mean, that's if, if that's the case, then that takes away, you know, the the victories you had in Moscow, in Anhoven. It sort of takes away the sentiment of, you know, as a fan, if you were there. It's like, oh, does, does that not mean anything? Because it's the Conference League. Yeah. But bollocks, no. It, it's there to be won. If you're in it, it's there to be won. Um, you know, it, eventually, as we said, you lost to Roma. It, for me, the manner, the manner in way in which you lost to Roma was probably the, you know, the icing on the cake for your season. Pretty much, you know, conceding from a corner, only two mm. shots on target in the second leg. Um. But if you look at Roma, the way that we went out to Roma was exactly the same way that they beat Feyenoord in the final. Yeah. And I think had we got into that final, then we I think we would have won it, to be honest with you, because Feyenoord didn't look that you know that much to me, if I'm honest with you. Maybe I'm biased a little bit. And you know, people were sort of saying, like, oh, you know. I mean, on that last day of the um, of the Europa League group, I think there was all three of us were top at one point, and we were, we even nearly got out because in the other games when he got a penalty, and had they scored that, we would have gone through. We'd have ended up playing Barcelona, and then everybody's saying like, "Well, well you would have played Barcelona." Lazio played Barcelona and they got knocked out, um, so we managed yeah. to get through to. Semi-final. I, I think I, I'm quite again. If you'd given us that, it's a European competition. If you win it, it's a trophy. We came, you know, we, we were in the top four in that competition, and we got knocked out by the eventual winners. And to be honest, to be honest with you, Roma and Mourinho, it's not a bad team to go out to. No, definitely not. Going out to the eventual winners is not no mean feat. And um, 
the fact that now to get into Europe, if you qualify, it goes down to positions on basis of history. You know, <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've, you know, the fact that since you since you won the title, you've been in and around, you know, the Europa League, Champions League, now semi-finalists of a Conference League. It's, yeah, you know, you, you've got you, you're starting to build a little bit of history in European tournaments. And I, I look at that last one there. Okay, there's no European football this season, but. I don't think that saying that that there's no European football this season is a negative way for me in looking at it because you've achieved a top 10 finish throughout all the shit that you've been dealt with, the injuries, the drama, the semi-finals, the conceding from corners, constant changes. No European football to me. This could be where, you know, Leicester start to rebuild and think, okay, there's no European football. Players are going to want to leave. We get that. But this is a... That last season was a season of reflecting that, you know, we're not going to be punching above our weight season in season out, whether that's in Europe or the league. So, who knows what next season will bring. Do you know I do impressions? No, go you on. You did you? No, I, I'm now going to do an impression of Arsenal fans. No European football. We can get Champions League next season. <laughs> <laughs> And I think you know which Arsenal fan I am referring to there. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's true. You know, I mean, Spurs had a good season. Yes, they got his a new name manager. is Lucas. He was <laughs> a showgirl. No, no, I was thinking. I was no. thinking of the other one. I was thinking of his. Oh, partner. the other one. Yeah, the yeah. other one from out of uh, Bill and Cannon Ben. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the balls rather than the cannon. Um, <laughs> so was Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, and it's true, you know, that contributed 100% to us helping us win the league that time that we didn't have um, uh, European football. Talking of talking to teams that have got European football, Almighty Blues FC, great channel, go over there and give it Are a Ankit uh, there. Um, Chelsea, disappointingly third, and you disappointingly second in the Quiz League, Ankit. Uh, getting knocked off on the last day of the season. <laughs> we feel your pain. And I should say as well, if you haven't already, Ant's uh, Leicester fan channel, it's a great channel. We do a lot together. He's coming on to uh, our show, uh, I believe, on um, one sometime next week. Next week, I think it is. Uh, I, I can't keep up with all the shows. But if you haven't yet, get over there, give him a subscribe and a follow as, as well. Um we can end on this one, I think, and it's probably as well um, that it is an ending one. And I'm not going to burst into the class singing here, but should he stay or should he go now? Um, I know if you get Anton, he would be a um, very much, a, yeah, he should go sort of thing. But I think... Like you say, I think with hindsight, when you look at you've got we've got to take off the blue tinted spectacles for me, and say, yeah. you know, okay, we we can't finish, you know, fifth every season. It's like saying Man United should be winning the league. They can't every season now. You know, they never. You know, there was always a blip year, and he, yeah, you know, we've, we've talked about what's gone on and the fact that he's he's got us. As per the last slide, you know the fact that he's got us this with you no, know, it was it was it was that oh yeah it was European and, and everything. The fact that he got us all that with all the injuries he's had, 
he's got, I think that's earned him another season. Now, don't get me wrong. If if come the World Cup and after the World Cup we end, find ourselves in the bottom three or something like that, questions will have to be asked and maybe consider his position. But I think that he's building he's building something here. Um, all this talk. I mean, this is this sums up the paper talk. You know, when he was when he was sort of winning everything uh, with us, and he was fifth, then he was going to Spurs, he was going to Man United, Barcelona was after him. Now nobody wants him. You know, but he he did such a good job last season. I think with everything that was going on, he he has he has earned that chance. And like I say he's building something. And I think if you get rid of him now, then it will take another couple of years for the next manager to get us back to that stage. And yeah. I think every new manager takes a little bit off the last manager. You know, Claudio Ranieri won the league. With Nigel Pearson's team, essentially, and plus Kante. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. And then you've got, you could say, Rogers is, is, is Puel had started to introduce the youngsters, and you know he's riding on the back of that, and we'd really appreciate that at the time. But getting rid of a manager, like you say, it doesn't always work, and you are we are going to have lost a couple of good seasons where he's been starting to build things up. Looking from the outside, what are your thoughts on it? As I said to you earlier, um, the two stats I looked at, and you know that Leicester didn't win more than two league games in a row until mid-May, mm. and that between October and March they had a ridiculous run of nineteen different league results from one game to the next. Thanks but as I said, <laughs> it's it, it's difficult. It, it, in fact, no, it's impossible to generate any momentum with all the circumstances that have have, have come about this season. Yeah. Um, Next season, or should I say, we're not far off now. Um, you know, it's going to be a big summer for Leicester and for Rodgers, I think. Uh, as you said, if it gets to around January or, you know, something and it's not working out, then I understand giving, uh, giving the chop. For me, those stats may sound worse than what it is, but you've got to look at the bigger picture. You've got these people, fans out there that are stat mad, that literally they see a start and they're like, right, sack him just based off that. But then you've got you've got people who are sort of, I'm not going to say that a, that a stat mad person isn't a realist, but somebody that sort of broadens the narrative and thinks it's that stat might be there, but stats are there to be broken. And on on the back of that stat, have you seen the shit that's followed? Have you seen what's happened in the background? Mm. So. Yeah, I think he deserves he deserves a chance without a shadow of a doubt. I think he deserves a chance to turn it around. Um, we all know with stats, you know, we've only got to look at you know every COVID stat that came out every week. You know, one professor can say this means that, and another professor can say, well, actually, no, it means the other. You can you can twist the the stats to. to Phil Gutton, now that you've mentioned that, Chris, I wish you'd have kept up the uh, the slides now, so I could have gone next slide, please. Next slide, please. <laughs> Next slide, please. <laughs> oh, you, hey, he is called he is called Chris Witter, and you are a very witty you are very witty, Christopher. So I'll give you that. <laughs> well, you 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 got the hair for him. <laughs> oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I wouldn't have said anything if you hadn't brought your talk. You know? No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's, there's going to be a bit of a rebuild, you know. It, it's likely that Tielemans is off. Um, Schmeichel might need to be replaced. 
you know, people saying that. You said earlier about Vardy, Johnny Evans, although Johnny Evans has signed a new deal, hasn't yeah. he, I think? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah. yeah, so, you know, what's going to happen with, with new signings? You're still, still yet to see the best of Samari, Vestergaard, Dakar. You know, you're still yet to see the best of these players. Okay, you saw a bit from Dakar at the beginning. Uh, we saw a bit from Maxwell Corner here at the beginning and then that dropped off. So, yeah, you know, who, yeah. who knows? It's it's all going to make for an interesting season. But for me, you look at that season as a whole, eighth position, semi-finalist of a, of a European tournament with a, a massive injury hit list. That, to me, is just as good as a fifth-place finish. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it's been amazing having you on. Thank you very much. It's going to be a funny season next year without you. It's like, it's it's like my son leaving to go to university. Yeah. You know, he thinks I've got a brain, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never said which university. <laughs> and, of course, we do wish Burnley all the best in coming back up to the Premier League. We're doing a Norwich. Let's see if you can do a Norwich. But <laughs> your details are in the description below. But just just remind people um, if they want to laugh, because I mean you, you you do some great you do some great great shows out there, not just on Burnley, just on general football. And guys, really, you need to get over and subscribe to his uh, to, to to Dan's channel if for no other reason than to have a look at his hot chip challenge. <laughs> if you don't, well, look I won't be doing that again. Video, that's the one you want to look at. Won't be doing that again. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Chris, yeah. thank, thank you, thank you for having me. Um, you know, I, I look. I'm sure I won't. I'm sure I'll be. I'll be like a a wood lass. I'll, I'll I'll be around. I'll be pottering <laughs> around. Um, but yeah, thank, where, thank, where, thanks for say, having me. Where Where can people find you? Just uh, give it a shout out. Yeah, so you can find me. Uh, on here most time, contractually obliged. I'll get that one in before the season starts. Um, but yeah, uh, at Turf Moor House, uh, not just Burnley stuff, but doing obviously championship stuff. I will be doing some Premier League stuff as well, some Premier League watch-alongs, if not with Chris, obviously I'll be doing stuff on my channel as well. Um, so yeah, please do show us your support and we're on all socials, so check us out on there. Turf Moor House, the place to be. It is, it is. Kate, we're going, to, we're going to leave with this quote because I know you were asking, you know, you did the hot chip challenge and I think you're very brave to do that and it's still the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's good job I did a video <laughs> afterwards, Chris, because it was the hot shit challenge. <laughs> I bet you were singing that song, weren't you? Ring of Fire. Oh, <laughs> honestly. But you did that when you got to, to, to 300 subs. I don't know what you're going to do when you get to 500 because you're not far from it, but let's get in there, folks. And maybe this is a bit of an idea, a hot chick challenge. <laughs> I, I, I pressed on the wrong one. She said something else. I thought you said hot chick challenge for a second. Now that's an idea. <laughs> well, I'll have to find one first. <laughs> just, just, go, just go on to um, Instagram because I'm getting followed by a load of women who... I've got no followers whatsoever, but for some reason, it's just bots, of course, as they are otherwise known. But I uh, only just Kate. You're the only. You're the only hot chick that I need. Put it that way. <laughs> what can I say? What can unless I say? it's a trip to Nando's, then that's different. Well, both of them are a bit spicy, really, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Nando's probably more. <laughs> 
<laughs> on that note, thanks very much, mate. He loves you, Kate. He loves you, really. <laughs> she says, enjoy, fine. You're a hot chick. <laughs> I'll be upstairs in five. <laughs> hey, you'll be down in six. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> 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 All right, mate. Take care. Thank you so much. Uh, Cheers, down, man. Thanks, first. everyone. You got in there first. Sloppy seconds coming up at nine o'clock. Cheers, buddy. All the best. Take care. Take it easy. Thanks again. Make sure you get over there and give him some support. Turf Morehouse is on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on Spotify. It's on everything. I think he's on Just Fans as well. He's kept saying about that. I think he's... Check him out. Turf Morehouse on Just Fans. Yes. I'm saying nothing. Come back at nine o'clock. We have got... Well, there was a report that was written by a university student at De Montfort University in Leicester. Way, seven ways to improve the atmosphere at the KP. And what we've got on, hopefully, is going to get three Leicester fans, season ticket holders that actually go there week in, week out and get their thoughts on what he said. That is coming up in 24 minutes. So I know <laughs> only fans, Chris, only fans, says Kate. Um, <laughs> I need to go and um, drop the kids off at the pool before we get there. I will see you back here at 9 o'clock. Take care. Thanks for watching. Again, big thank you for Dan. His links are in the, channel, uh, in the chat below on YouTube. Make sure you follow him. And remember what I always say, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. See you later. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.